On today's episode, I will be talking about the cold hard facts of winter camping. So stick around after these quick messages. Hey there, cyclist. Do you enjoy leg cramps and bonking while on the bike? If so, Carbo Rocket is not for you. But if you want to stay hydrated and energized on even the most grueling of rides, Carbo Rocket has you covered. They offer multiple products, each with a light taste that is easy on the most sensitive of stomachs. As a bonus, I am giving both of my listeners a chance to save 25% on their next order at carborocket.com. All you have to do is use the discount code Rocket Club. If you want to get more out of your next ride, put some rocket fuel in your bottle. Just pedal on over to carborocket.com and use the code Rocket Club. 25% off your next order. Carbo Rocket. Fuel smarter, go farther. Hey campers. While I enjoy new boot goofing and having fun on here, I'd like to take a moment and talk to you about something important to me. Each year, over 6,300 veterans commit suicide. That is more than the number of all the service members killed in action since 1990. If you're a veteran in crisis or concerned about one, connect with the Veterans Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255 and press the number one. A trained responder will answer your call and ask you a few questions. You can decide how much you want to share and support doesn't end with your conversation. Their responders can put you in touch with local resources after your call. The Veterans Crisis Line is a free confidential resource that's available to anyone, even if you're not registered with the VA or enrolled in VA healthcare. The caring, qualified responders at the Veterans Crisis Line are specially trained and experienced in helping veterans of all ages and circumstances. Their number again is 1-800-273-8255, then press option one. Hey there campers and welcome to another episode of Trailer Talk with Ryan. I'm Ryan, this is my trailer, and I'm talking. Today's episode is going to be about winter camping, so I'm going to talk about camping in the cold and tell you what I have found out. I've, I've actually, um, um, found out a lot this year. You know, I'm, I've camped in the cold before, but, um, uh, doing it with an RV and stuff, uh, and, and plus being in a campground, it's a whole new experience. So it's great. I got some, some great tips for you. Good things to think about. And, um, um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully you enjoy it and get some, you know, at least yeah, you're, you're going to learn at least one thing. You're going to learn one thing. All right. Uh, my dog's name is Falcor. See, you already learned one thing. So now you're going to probably learn two things. All right. So we're going to talk about setting expectations. That's, um, you know, really when you, when you think about anything, uh, uh, expectations, uh, setting those and, and really thinking about those is is pretty important. I never consciously uh, thought about that before I met uh, my wife. And um, she was like, yeah, you know, you got to think about the expectations. I'm like, I don't know what that means. And uh, it makes total sense. Um, then we'll talk about, uh, you know, things that you can do uh, ahead of your uh, trip um, you know, before you actually leave for your trip, uh, that will, uh, uh, help you out. Um, any 
gear and modifications that uh, you can do for your your trailer or your RV um, and or your tow vehicle. And boom, boom, boom. And then uh, just uh, some handful of do's and don'ts, you know, things that kind of don't fit into a specific category. We just uh, um, we'll talk about those. So setting your expectations, like I said, super important. And, you know, when it's cold outside, you got you, you know, that changes a lot. Um, You know, when it's hot, while it is uncomfortable, uh, you can still do like, you know, you know, almost everything. I mean, you know, ice sculpting gets a little difficult, uh, but you know, you can still like do all the outdoor activities. Uh, but when it's cold, you know, it, you know, it, it's just, just becomes more difficult. Like, like, you know, I, I, I wanted to, to ride my bikes up here a lot during the winter and it's been so cold that it's just, you know, it's just not even an enjoyable thing to think about. So I haven't ridden my bike very much at all. And, uh, I, you know, that I should have planned better. So definitely think about what your trip is going to entail. You know, like, is it a, a is it a trip to, to go and hike, uh, to, I don't know, bird watch to, um, you know, who knows, you know, go four wheeling in your, um, in your off-road vehicles, uh, whatever it is, think about uh, what you want to do and then think, Hey, is this realistic? Like, uh, can I do this when it's cold or will I want to do it when I, when it's cold? Because like with, like I said, with cycling, I can totally go cycling when it's cold. I've done it in the past. I've done it in, in weather that's was, um, you know, way colder than it is now. Um, but I, I just simply don't want to, you know, I, it's like, whatever. I mean, I'm not, it's not that I'm lazy. It's just like I, I don't want to. Um. Anyways, enough of that. Um. And then also uh, understand that you're going to be inside your um, trailer, and you know I, I use these words interchangeable. So I have a trailer, so that's why I say trailer all the time. So if you have a fifth wheel or you know whatever your recreational vehicle is, just understand. Okay. So uh, you're going to be inside of it. Uh. I. A, a good deal, uh, you know, a, a good deal of the day. Uh, you know, you go out for walks and all that good stuff, but um, you will, uh, especially like if it's raining or that really, really wet snow, uh, you'll you'll come inside uh, more than you would during the other other times of the year. So, um, you know, so think about that. All right, so uh, some of the things that you can do. Um, before you leave uh, for your trip, um, identify identify any risks between uh, your home, your destination, and and back back to your home. And that way you can um, mitigate any of those risks and ensure that you have a safe trip. And you know those risks could be you know checking the the road conditions. You know, depending on where you are in the country or in the world, um, you know, the the amount of snow and ice on roads will differ. You know, you could have like zero snow or ice. 
um, or you could have, you know, six feet. So, you know, think about those things. Also, uh, in some parts of the country, uh, roads, certain roads will be closed seasonally. Uh, so make sure you check that. Um, and, uh, you know, just plan accordingly. Um, and for, let's see, making some notes here. Okay. Uh, to help, to help with that, you can look at some websites like the Department of Transportation websites for each state. They usually have the, um, you know, the cameras, they'll have reports, they'll have all that good stuff. Um, look at the different elevations. Um, so, you know, if you are starting at sea level, but you're going to, uh, you know, a place above, you know, above 3,000, 4,000 feet, um, you're, you're, you know, you have a higher potential of, of uh, coming in contact with snow. Snow, uh, snow is really prevalent, you know, I would say, at 3,500 feet and above, you know, and I could be, I'm totally shooting from the hip on that number, but that's, you know, that's roughly a good number just to kind of think about. Um, and you could review, you know, typical snowfall in the area that you're going to. So snow and ice is, is, um, when it comes to driving, especially pulling a trailer, you know, um, that's, that's, a, that's a big thing to think about. So make sure you uh, you check all that stuff up. Uh, you want to have uh, some backup power. Um, even if you're going to a campsite that's going to have electrical connections, you're, uh, you know, these campsites, a, a lot of them are, are older. And especially like the state parks, uh, you know, the, these were built, you know, quite a, quite a while ago. And the infrastructure hasn't been updated and uh, uh, they're prone to, you know, outages during winter storms. So, you know, you'll want, uh, you know, if you have solar, that's great. Um, if you have a generator, it's wise to take it. Um, it'd be great if you had a, um, you know, one of those uh, quieter um, generators. That way your neighbors don't uh, hear that going all the time. And, you know, and, and, and if you're in a campground, you know, be, you know, take that into consideration. You know, there's all these, um, other campers around you. So, you know, don't run that generator all night. If you, if you can get around it, you know, just, uh, run it before you go to bed, you know, charge your batteries up, all that good stuff. Um, uh, boom, boom, boom. Oh, fill your water, your fill your fresh water tank before you leave your house. Um, I, I know that, um, you, you know, if you, I, I know some people and, and I do it as, as well. Um, I, I will leave my freshwater tank empty on the way to my location or my destination. Uh, that way it, uh, it's not so, you know, the trailer is not so heavy when I'm pulling it save a little bit of gas, yada, yada, yada. Um, in the winter, you know, you, you think a little more on the survival side of things. So I would rather have um, my water filled up. And that way, in case I encounter um, something along the way, I, I'm i okay. Like if I just need to pull over and uh, wait a day, 
while uh, you know a um, a mudslide is cleared, or if I have to take a an unexpected detour, whatever it is, uh, that way I you know I have the water, um, and and food too. Go ahead and pack food. You know, um, don't wait until you get there and and expect to go to the grocery store and and buy food. Um, so go ahead and you know and. You know, you don't have to like pack if you're going for like a two week trip. You know, you don't have to pack two weeks worth of stuff, but at least a, a couple days, right? Just just think about that. Um, one thing that probably is is the biggest thing that people don't think about is is servicing your your tow vehicle and your RV. So make sure you know you get the oil changed on your. Most likely a truck, I would imagine. Um, make sure all the fluids are topped. Uh, make sure you, you know, the the tires are inflated to the proper uh, psi. Uh, make sure your uh, your trailer wheel bearings have been serviced and greased uh, recently within the the proper time. Make sure they, you know, those tires are inflated. You know, check the tread. For any improper wear, um, you know, you know, check everything, you know, and you know, go through the all the standard um, checklist items of of your RV, and you know, usually an owner's manual, or you know, you can find one online. I'm not going to go through like step by step, but you know, think about that, and then uh, have a, a contingency plan uh, in case of a storm or a detour or something. Um, uh, you know, I would go, you know, if you're driving across the country, I would go so far as to having a contingency plan that has a whole nother destination. Now, I know like with reservations and, and whatnot, it may be, you know, like if you if you paid uh, already for like a like a campsite or something like that, um, there might be. You, know, you might not be able to afford like a whole nother one. So I'm not saying that, but just, you know, just think about that. And that way you're not having to figure that out when you're on the road and you could not, you know, you possibly don't have uh, self cell service. And then plus, you know, you're going to be stressed because of like this detour. And, you know, if you have kids, you know, the kids are going to be like, hey, you know, are we there yet? Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you you know, you're trying to figure it out. And so it's, yeah, that's a super stressful time. So, you know, if you have a, a pre-planned, uh, uh, you know, detour contingency plan, uh, then it's like, Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, this, this, this thing went to pot. So we'll just go with plan B and we'll go over here and no big deal. It makes life so much nicer. All right. Um, so talking about uh, gear and modifications for your trailer, um, we already talked about uh, filling your holding tank before you leave. Um, also, if you are um, if you are at a um, campsite and you are hooked up to water, uh, it is wise to go ahead and fill up your freshwater tank. Uh, there as well. So, you know, let's say that you didn't fill up your freshwater tank um, before you left your house. Uh, when you get to your campsite, go ahead and fill it up there. Um, 
and and that's just in case the the spigot um, at the campsite freezes. So like if the water freezes, uh, like we'll just call it you know city water. If if that freezes, then you at least you have your your holding tank and you can just turn your water pump on and and uh, and, and go from there. Um, the uh, the the freshwater holding tank heater, um, that would be a a good mod for a lot of trailers. Um, the a lot of four season trailers, and and again, I could be you know I could be wrong. I'm I uh, I'm doing a lot of assuming here, but I would assume that a lot of the four season trailers uh, have sealed underbellies and have in some sort of insulation or like ours, um, it's a double sealed, um, underbelly. And when the furnace is running, it forces, uh, hot air down in there into the, the, the whole area where the holding tanks are. So all of our tanks, we don't have heat, uh, heated, heated wraps around the tanks. Um, they just stay warm by the, uh, the furnace air, uh, but I would I would definitely definitely get a a, a uh, tank heater if you don't already have some sort of insulation and sealed underbelly. Um, uh, you know, bottled water is a good thing to have. Um, yeah, you, know, you don't have to have a bunch of it, but you know, maybe a, a case um, just for for drinking. And you know, if you don't have a large uh, freshwater holding tank. Uh, then having some bottled water for strictly for for drinking and uh, cooking, that would help uh, make your make your tank last a little longer if you have prolonged days of uh, freezing temperatures. So that's something to think about. Um, luckily, like like ours, our our holding tank is it is eighty gallons. So it would you know, and there's just two of us, so it would take you know quite a while to to go through that so we don't worry about bottled water except for my seltzer water which i'm going to take a drink of mm. <sighs> so bubbly um okay so let's since we're we're talking about water uh it's such a such an interesting topic water water um you know water freezes and when water freezes uh it's such a pain, right? Because you know, you it shuts down life. Um, a couple things that you can do to um, uh, help, uh, help prevent uh, water from freezing. One is getting a insulated uh, water hose, and like you can get them anywhere. Obviously, you can get them from Amazon, and they, you know, they run about. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at a 25 foot one right now. It's like 72 dollars 81 cents. And you can get it in a couple of days with Prime. Um, you uh, try to get as short as you can. Number one, you'll save money. Uh, number two, um, it's you know the less uh, exposed area to the to the cold, and you'll have better luck with it keeping it um, non frozen or thawed. Would be the the correct term. <laughs> Um, also the, uh, the spigot and in our campground here at Vogel, uh, it has, um, an exposed, uh, metal pipe that comes up, 
uh, and it's secured to a, um, a wooden pedestal. And then it has like a double headed, uh, double headed valves. And what I did is, um, I got this amazing little thing from Home Depot and, and don't worry, I'm not getting any like royalties or anything, but, um, I just want to share the information. It's, it is, uh, it's made by Frost King, and it is an electric water pipe heat cable. Um, comes in a couple different links. I got the six-foot one, and it plugs into 110 power. So right there on that same pedestal is the power. So I just plugged it right in, and uh, I ran it up and down the metal pipe, the exposed metal pipe, and, uh, and then I wrapped... Um, some of that, um, that pipe insulation, you know, that stuff that's like shaped, it's round, right? You get the long sticks of it. Um, and that has worked amazing. Uh, I don't have a heated hose. So on the, when I, I, I check the weather. And so if the weather is going to be like, like in the teens for multiple days, what I will do, uh, in the evening, I will, uh, turn the water off and drain my hose, my water hose. And that way, uh, ice doesn't build up in there. And then in the morning I will reconnect my water hose and turn the water on because the spigot is thawed because of that heating element that's wrapped around it. And then my hose, uh, like I said, I don't have a heated one, but I, I have those, um, those sticks, uh, the pipe insulation, you know, it's like rubber, whatever. Um, so that helps. And, and, um, like this last week it's, it's gotten down into the twenties and stuff and I haven't turned the water off and, and it's been fine. So, so that works. Okay. Enough about water. Boom, boom, boom. But, um, but yeah, definitely, you know, uh, like, like a, well, actually, no, we're not done about water. Um, so there are, yeah, no, we're done for water right now. Um, the, uh, still talking about the trailer and uh, going into the interior of the trailer. Um, you want to, this kind of goes back to planning ahead. You want to test that furnace and make sure it runs right. Um, you also, I would advise like downloading some uh, furnace repair videos from the interwebs uh, for your specific one. It, you definitely find one for like for your specific man, you know, model. And then also, uh, just, you know, if, if you, if you find some just general, uh, maintenance ones that, um, kind of uh, troubleshooting videos, uh, that you like and that explain things well, then, then definitely do that as well. Um, I, I had, I had problems with my furnace and I watched some videos and bought some proper tools and I was able to, uh, I was able to fix it myself. Um, now the manufacturer of the trailer, they luckily I'm still under warranty. They had to actually send me a new control board, but I was able to do all the troubleshooting and I was talking, you know, and when I spoke to the, the gentleman at the manufacturer, uh, he and I kind of went through the list of like, you know, did you do this? I'm like, yes. And he's like, you know, we went back and forth and, and he wasn't second guessing me. He was just, you know, we were working together on that. And he's like, great. He's like, you need a new control board, send you one out. So, 
um, if you're able to do uh, some troubleshooting, that that will save you. Uh, hopefully, it'll save you some time and some money. Uh, and and one thing that will help with that is a um, is a ACDC uh, multimeter. Uh, I personally purchased a a Klein ACDC clamp meter. And, and that thing is amazing. It, you know, they are a little more expensive. Um, but you know, I think it was like maybe $80. So, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, it's a chunk of change. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not, um, but it, it helps. Um, okay. So, uh, just like you want to have backup power, you want to have backup heat, you know, uh, even if you're by yourself and you just be like, I can tough it out. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, fine, whatever. Don't bring back up heat. But if you got uh, anybody else and they're like, I'm not toughing it out. I want heat. Um, bring some backup heat. Bring a bring a, a, a 110 power little space heater. And you don't need big ones. You can get a, a very small one and it will heat your entire place up. Also, um, think about getting a those little propane heaters, you know, the, uh, you know, there's all the different ones, you know, the, the small propane, uh, tanks, and then it's got a little burner or whatever. Uh, that would be a handy option because if the power in the part goes out and, um, you don't have a lot of say, you know, if you just have like a stock, just like a single battery for the, for your RV, you may not have enough power to, to run that, uh, furnace all night. So, uh, the propane heater would be very handy and, and they're super cheap. I mean, small price. Um, something that I've done and I spoke about it in another episode was installing a digital thermostat. And, and while it's not a, it's not like a, a need, uh, during, you know, during winter camping, uh, it does help it it really does because it keeps the heat uh, at a at a steady temperature, a constant temperature, and it also um, helps um, reduce the amount of propane that you're using. So I was I'm getting I'm getting a a lot more mileage out of my propane than before. I, I believe I, I did the math on on my propane and. I'm I'm tracking it, but I just don't have um, great data yet, um, so I don't want to like say any numbers. But um, I, I I don't spend a lot on propane uh, now. Of course, like my water heater, I have it. You know, since I'm plugged into shore power, my water heater and my refrigerator are running off of shore power, so it's electric. Um, so I'm only cooking with propane, and my furnace is propane, and and that's it. So that does help reduce, but I cook every morning. I mean, I cook, uh, yeah, at least every morning I make coffee and, and then usually in the evening I'll cook. So I, you know, I use quite a bit of propane. Okay. Anyways, um, uh, extra propane tanks could be, uh, something to take with you if you're, if you're going to be like boondocking, um, that, that could be something to think about. If you have, 
what are they like the the standard tanks are like what 20 or 25 pounds like your standard guys um so you know if you're if you're going to do like a two-week um trip you may want to bring an extra one and that way you don't have to worry about trying to find some place to refill um you know minor thing um oh uh the auto tank switch um switcher thing whatever for your propane uh that's pretty cool um so what it does is it um if you have a dual tank setup it will when one tank uh goes empty it will automatically switch to the other tank and um uh, you know, a lot of trailer, a lot of the modern trailers already have that, but if you don't have that on, like say an older one or whatever, um, that's a great, uh, I don't know how much they cost, uh, but it'd be a, a, at least worth looking into, uh, because that way, if you run out of propane and it's like 19 degrees outside, uh, you don't have to go outside and switch your tanks over. I mean, even though, you know, it doesn't take a long time, but you still got to get up and you still got to go outside and deal with it. So I would, I like it. I have mine. I was, for a while, I was like, I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't turn the second tank. I wouldn't open the valve on the second tank because like, I'm, I'm in control and I want to know when my tank is empty and that way I can blah, blah, blah. And, uh. And then one night it was really, 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 really cold and my propane ran out and I had to go outside and switch it. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. <laughs> We're just going to do this auto thing and I'll just uh, check the propane periodically. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so uh, also, you know, bring bring some extra clothes, you know, socks, thick gloves, socks, uh, thick socks, slippers, you know, blankets. Um because you know you don't you do want to uh, um, ration your propane to a certain point, um, so you know you are camping. Uh, bundle up more, and 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 that'll help. Uh, talking about all this, all this heat, and all these different things like propane, um, propane heaters and space heaters. Uh, you know safety. Uh, so you want to get um, uh, a fire extinguisher, and. My RV has a, it came with like a really small fire extinguisher. I don't even know why it came with this one. Um, so, you know, maybe you might want to think about getting a larger one and, you know, maybe have it outside and that, that way you can get everybody outside and then boom, start shooting. Because when these things catch fire, I can only imagine how fast these things go down. Now, me personally, I'm not going to spend money on a larger fire extinguisher because I have insurance. So if this thing burns, I'm just going to file insurance and get a new RV and a new Rolex watch because I have a I the, I because there was a Rolex watch in here. A, I, there wasn't. There wasn't a Rolex watch. Um okay. Uh also before uh I think I talked about it in another episode, um insulating the windows. I have double pane windows, which are, they're great, but, um, it's still, you know, a weak point for losing heat. Um, so I got that Reflectix, um, uh, insulating, insulation, sheeting, whatever it is. Uh, so that's a great thing. Cut it out, put it up there, close your blinds down 
and it holds it in there and uh, it retains heat extremely well, like very, very well. The only bad thing is that um, it, it, it does get a little depressing because all your windows are closed. So I only keep it in there uh, when it's um, continuous days of very, very, very cold weather. What's very cold weather, right? Well, like if it's like if it's in the 20s for two or three days, then I'll throw that stuff back in there. Um, it also, uh, you know, makes the, the windows sweat. So just keep an eye on that. You know, check that out. Um, dun, dun, dun. Okay, so the, uh, the underbelly, we spoke about that before, about the, the holding tanks. Um, you know, if, if your underbelly is not insulated or sealed real well, you can look into doing that. Um, you, you know, the creating a, a cavity of static air is important, um, as a barrier to the cold. Um, look at, I sound so scientific, scientific, man. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, you can throw some insulation in there, whatever, you know, look into it. That's, that's an idea. Um, did, 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 uh, you like I said the the insulation on the windows will cause um, uh, your moisture to build up. Um, also, if you're cooking or taking a shower, or you know if you just have multiple humans or living creatures inside your your RV. Um, they create moisture as well. So you will need to run an exhaust fan periodically and to get that moisture out of the trailer. So, you know, you don't have to run it all the time. But, you know, during the day, like during the hottest part of the day, um, uh, you know, run it for, uh, you know, 30 minutes, get it out of there as much as you can and just kind of keep it healthy. Um, and then, uh, you know, bring some entertainment items. Uh, bring some... Some DVDs or books or games or cards, um, coloring books, you know, whatever. Um, or you know, like like what I did is I, I went to um, I went to Walmart and stocked up on those uh, DVDs in the in the big in the big discount bins. Uh, they have like uh, you know three movies in one box or whatever for five bucks. Which for some of those movies that was still too much money. I couldn't justify buying those, but, um, uh, you know, that's, that, that's a good thing to do. You know, I mean, at night, you know, it get it gets dark so early. It's insane. So, you know, throw a movie in, whatever, uh, drink some cocoa. Supporting a loved one through a crisis can feel overwhelming, but responders at the veterans crisis line can help contact them at one 800 273 8255 then press option 1 or you can text them at 838255 or chat online at their website veteranscrisisline.net if you don't talk no one will listen so talking about uh, gear and modifications for your tow vehicle um, and you know and things to do you know for you know Again, planning ahead and 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 whatnot. Um, fill up the gas in your tow vehicle. Um, 
I mean, obviously you're going to do that before you leave. But if you're going to a remote location, um, fill up before you get to that location. So like if you're getting off the exit on an interstate, um, you know, top, top off right there and then, you know, and then, and then go to your campsite or, or, or whatever it is. Um, also, uh, you know, take, uh, a couple, uh, gas cans, you know, have about 10 gallons of gas, uh, in gas cans. Uh, especially if you have a generator, if you're bringing a generator, you definitely need like a solid 10 gallons of gas. It's just, you know, it's, it's just, it's cheap and it's, and it's nice to have gas is, um, a great thing to have because it can run equipment and you can start fires with it. So it's good stuff. Um, you know, and again, this, these next couple things, you know, they, it depends on your location and how, how, um, it depends on your location and, and yeah, depends on your location. So, uh, snow tires, um, a lot of all-terrain tires are, are qualified as snow tires as well. Um, they'll, sometimes they'll have like a little snowflake on the sidewall. Um, you know, there is a difference. So there's like a, a difference in the tire compound itself. There's, uh, you know, different siping and there's, um, different, um, cuts into the sides of the lugs. And there's, there's, you know, little things that you don't really notice, but they actually help win on the snow. Um, and then, you know, if, if you get into pack snow or, or whatever, um, you know, it, it, it's the same as driving off road. So if, if you're going to be doing it for an extended period of time, you know, let some air out of your tires, you know, and, uh, that way you get a larger footprint and, um, and slow down, please slow down it. You know, no one's in a rush. Um, and, uh, just be safe. You know, you'd rather be late than, than not there at all. Um, also, uh, studded tires. Um, those are great for driving on snow and ice. Um, ice is, there's, you know, there's uh, studded tires and chains are, are about the only thing that will help with ice. Ice is uh, very tricky, very dangerous. Um, so that goes into tire chains as well. Tire chains are great on packed snow. It's, it's unbelievable how well they are. And, and, you know, you don't have to have, uh, four chains. I mean, you can, you totally put four chains. Even if you just had two, put one on the back, one on the front, good to go. Because you'll most likely be in four wheel high. Uh, and, uh. And, 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 and that'll help. I had something about driving on the snow, but I, I, I lost it. So if it comes back, I'll just, I'll just bring it. I'll just interject it that way. I don't lose it. And, uh, so if I'm like, Hey, and then, uh, you know, to make a perfect cup of coffee, you do. And then you're like, Oh, drive it on the snow. Then that's why, um, uh, carrying different jacks with you sounds silly until you need them. So I bought a, um, was that a high lift off-road jack, you know, like that is so cool looking. Um, but I, I bought it, you know, for practical purposes and 
it's great. You know, it, it, it does what it's intended for. But uh, when you just simply need to lift a car or truck up off the ground, um, it's not so cut and dry. Um, so I carry my high lift jack, and then I also carry a uh, floor jack, like one that's on wheels. And uh, uh, that combination is great because that high lift jack is also really nice because you can use it as a, as a, as a winch, as a mechanical winch. I've actually used it to pull uh, a car one time uh, off of a rock, um, actually here in the campsite. It was really cool. I mean, you know, it takes a little while, but it works. And that's all that matters. Um, talking about the winches, I don't have a winch, um, but I also have a come along in addition to the high lift jack and a come along a come along is um it's kind of like a, a ratchet strap only with a with wire wire cable and uh you know it's just a poor man's winch but hey you know, if if you're stuck and you don't have anything other than that uh come along that'll that'll be great uh so that goes into the uh recovery uh, equipment and self-recovery equipment. So self-recovery, you know, getting yourself uh, out of the ditch because you were driving too fast on the snow. That's where the... Uh, oh, I just remembered. Um, so driving on the snow, pulling a trailer, uh, your trailer will have uh, trailer brakes. And if you start uh, kind of fishtailing and sliding around, instead of applying the brakes on your tow vehicle reach down to your brake controller and manually uh, apply your brakes to your trailer and don't stab them but you know you um, uh, nice and smoothly squeeze that manual uh, brake uh, controller and that will apply the brakes to the trailer only and it will bring you back under control so that's what I was going to talk about so yeah, so uh, recovery things, um, uh, those um, those traction um, traction pads, whatever, like uh, you know the things that like if you're in a hole like in sand or or mud or whatever, you put it down and you put it in front of your tires and you drive up on it. Um, you know those those can be handy. Um, I have some, and you know I I don't know they they kind of work, whatevs. It's, you know, it is what it is. Um, I also carry, uh, like a small contingency pack. I mean, I call it contingency pack, a, a small, whatever pack of, I have, um, like I have some first aid items. I have, uh, I have an MRE, um, just a single MRE and I have, uh, water and, uh, I see there's like an emergency blanket in there. There's stuff to start a fire. Um, just like some, you know, some minor survival stuff. So if I find myself in a ditch um, because I was overconfident in my snow driving, uh, I can, you know, I can start a fire and eat some horrible MRE food. Oh, I have a deck of cards too. Uh, a deck of cards. Oh, and flashlights, you know, you know, stuff like that. So think about that. Um, a deck of cards is really smart because 
it's entertainment. So if you have uh, kids or, or other people that may be nervous during this time, uh, you know, play some, play some games and keep their mind uh, occupied as, uh, as, as, uh, as winter's cold fingers of death wrap around your neck slowly. Um, Paper maps and compasses. There was a time before GPS and the interwebs and Google Maps and all that stuff. Get a paper map of like the area that you're going to or or where, you know, you know if you're driving across the country, I don't expect you to buy a, a 1 to 50,000 map for every leg of the trip. But, you know, think about it if it's practical then you know then do it uh and a compass a compass doesn't need batteries a compass doesn't need a cell tower a compass is amazing so at least having situational awareness like hey if i go north i know i will hit a little community because that's just where it is so hey i'm going to open up mr compass i'm going to uh you know, make sure you read the directions, you know, beforehand. Uh, and that way you know how to use it. Um, there's, you know, there's several different types of comp- compasses. Um, so just, you know, make sure you know how to use it. You don't need some crazy, you don't need like the military one because, you know, that has different things. And if you don't know how to use it, then it won't point to north. And, um, you know, you just need something simple. Okay. Um but it is handy. You know, I, I know we're getting a little too far into like the survival mode, but a couple of these little things will, you know, will save you. Um, you know, I, I've driven across the country a whole bunch of times, uh, either with trailers or without trailers, um, in the heat of the, the summer and in the, the frigid cold of the winter. And, you know, it, it, some of these places, like I, I use Wyoming a lot as a as an example. I love Wyoming, so don't get me wrong. But Wyoming is, it is desolate in areas, and so you know you can have a small accident or or even a flat tire, and 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 if you're not prepared for that, you know that that could be a big situation. You know, a pretty pretty uh, pretty dangerous situation there. Especially if you add in uh, the whipping winds and and frigid colds during the the Wyoming winters, which last for like nine nine months, um, so you know just think about these things, okay? So if you know, I, I get it. You know, we're so spoiled now, and you know we, um, you know we have access to so much stuff uh, now, and it's so easy. You know, nothing is uh, nothing is all that difficult really anymore. Um, so now that, you know, when we, uh, when we get out in the middle of somewhere, uh, we don't know how to react. So just think about stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, another thing to have, uh, is, is a radio, like a, a CB radio, um, or, or a ham radio, an, an amateur radio, which you'd have to have like a license to use it. But it's not like they check. And um, 
you can still buy one and it, and it works off of different radio frequencies, but you know, and it, and it reaches farther, but at least the CB, um, they're inexpensive. I think you get like 30, 40 bucks, something like that. Uh, and plus you can say stuff cool. Like, you know, like breaker, breaker one, nine, what's your 20. Um, I mean, that alone is a reason to buy a CB. Like, hey, trucker. Hey, hey, driver. This is a four wheeler on your on your six. Or no, 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 no. Hey, driver. This is a four wheeler knocking on your back door. <laughs> uh, see, it's fun. Um, and then again, uh, this depends on you know. Uh, where you're going but uh, a, a chainsaw is handy so if you're going to um be out on uh secondary roads and and forest service roads during the winter um a lot of these storms and it doesn't sometimes uh it, it could be a a mild storm at least in like your your mind it's like oh you know that wasn't bad and then all of a sudden uh there's you know 20 trees down on the road and um you're all you've already been driving an hour down a forest service road uh, and you forgot your chainsaw back at the campsite it's just I'm just saying sometimes that happens uh, so you know throw the chainsaw in there and then you know gas and bar oil and some tools for the chainsaw just not the chainsaw um, yeah so you know so that's enough of that Um there's, there's, there's other things, you know, you can pack that, you can pack your truck full of stuff, but just, I wanted to, you know, throw some things in there that you may not have thought about, um, just to kind of get the, you know, the, the juices flowing. So just think about it, look at your trip and, uh, um, you know, be safe and plan forward. Um, some of uh, some of the quick do's and don'ts. Uh, so so driving on the snow and ice uh, again, um, you know, slow down like 35 to 40 miles an hour. That's all you need to do on snow and ice. Now, I know I know there's some people who are like, shit, I go 65. I've been I've been driving on snow all my life. <laughs> Fine, whatever. I'm just like in general, just slow down. Um, I pulled like I, one of the, my last trip through Wyoming, I pulled one, two, three, I I think three people out of the ditch off of the interstate and, and there wasn't that much snow on there on the road. Um, and one lady was pulling a, um, a small U-Haul trailer that didn't have trailer brakes. And she had like this little, like kind of a crossover type of thing. And, um, that took for flipping ever because she was turned around backwards and all this stuff. And, uh, I told her she was, you know, I wasn't like being demonstrative or anything. I, I was, you know, I, she was, you know, asking for advice. And I was like, okay. So I told her, I said, you know, please just, you know, because you don't have trailer brakes or, 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 uh, all wheel drive on your vehicle or, you know, anything that kind of prepares for this, just, you know, slow down, go like 35 miles an hour. Um, and so she, I got her out of the ditch and everything and she took off before me and I was putting all my, my recovery gear, putting all my recovery gear back, stowing it away. And, um, I was just taking my time, got back in, 
And I was driving, I mean, I'll admit, I was driving like 55. Um, and because, because I got four wheel drive and I've been driving on the snow all my life. <laughs> um, and so it, I was like, where is this lady at? Like I should have passed her a long time ago. And it took forever for me to catch up to her. She's doing like 45, 50 miles an hour. And I was just like, you know, this is, you know, people just don't learn. You know, they don't learn. And so I was like, whatever. I'm I'm going to just keep on going. And if she gets put in the ditch again, I'm going to be in front of her. And she'll find somebody else to pull her out. So, yeah, like I said, just whatever. Um, When you are... When you are in the uh, the campsites, um, don't don't bang metal on metal. And I, the, this is not just in campsites, but like when when metal's frozen or super cold, you know, it becomes brittle. Again, super scientific. I'm just probably blowing your mind right now. Um, so don't hit stuff. You know, like, like, oh, this pipe is frozen. The water's frozen inside. Don't hit it. Just wait until that orange O orb gets higher into the sky and melts it. Um, or buy some of the things I told you to buy. Um, also, uh, don't uh, get into the habit of um, taking a, a blowtorch to um, spigots, frozen spigots. And be like, I'm going to thaw out this water. Because um, you may not be using it properly and you may damage it. Um, yeah. And then also, do, please don't uh, let the... When you're in a campsite, don't let the water run all night. And create like a skating rink worth of ice uh in the in the campground because that's not cool that's that's not fun that's not fun for anybody nobody at all nobody at all all right well it looks like i have reached the end of of my lists um i hope you know like i said i hope i hope that helps um you know i uh it, it's so nice to, to camp in the winter because there's less people doing it. So you get uh, a lot more privacy. Um, the leaves have fallen, so you get to have better views of stuff. The The squirrels are eager to uh, eat uh, peanuts if you offer them peanuts, so you get to uh, uh, have fun with that. That's a lot of fun. And... Uh, and then you know, if you are in a place with with that that's going to get snow, uh, you know it's it's really neat. You know the the landscape changes when snow falls on it, and uh, it's just uh, you know it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's real beautiful. Um, so you know it. I encourage anybody to go winter camping, but you know stay within your comfort zone, and uh, just be safe. You know that's. I think I've said that enough, but you know, seriously, um, don't don't go past your your abilities. And and if you don't know how to drive on snow, uh, don't pick 
your camping trip pulling a trailer to be your first time to drive on snow. Um, you know, go, go, go experience it. Go, go test, go learn. Um, but whatevs. So, uh, again, I hope you guys had fun. I had fun. Falcor had fun. He's sleeping. Well, he's kind of sleeping. I said his name, so he, he woke up. He had fun. He's staying warm in this trailer. And uh, he he's enjoying the, the winter camping. Even though I don't have a... I, I, I don't put a sweater on him because that's silly. But anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, I will... Um, talk to you guys later and i will be doing a uh the park tour uh, episode shortly so be on the lookout for that okay and if you guys have any questions or any comments uh you can email us and i say us it's like falcor and myself um at trailer talk with ryan at gmail and until next time keep on camping campers trailer talk is brought to you by carbo rocket whether a weekend warrior or an ultra endurance athlete carbo rocket gives you the fuel you need to win it's all natural and gluten-free carbo rocket fuel smarter go farther